On the night Jim Clayton came into the world, his mother grabbed Royce Halliday by the collar and said, You better get this thing out of me. Dr. Halliday lowered his hands and made ready to catch. All that is required is for you to push, my dear. One great heave and a few choice words brought Jim sliding into existence. The way his father told it, Jim didn't even cry when Doc Halliday slapped him on the backside. He just looked at the doctor real mean and asked Sam if he could borrow a pistol. Sheriff Sam Clayton told that story with a steady smile and voice, but always went quiet when it was finished. Claire, Jim's little sister, always wanted him to go on, but no matter how much she begged, Sam wouldn't budge. It was like he needed to go into himself a little and look at the moons above or stare deep into the mountains of Cormite Canyon. It was like he could see things from the past that could not bear to be looked away from, or they might go away and never come back. Sam always said Jim had been born exactly one minute after midnight. On his twelfth birthday, Jim rolled over and picked up a brass watch from his nightstand. He held it up to the pale light and said, There it is. Rumbling in the meadow made Jim forget the watch and sit up. Hooves trampled through their front yard and someone barked, Go get him! A fist hammered their front door. The hallway light came on and Jim watched Sam storm past his bedroom door saying, There had better be one hell of a good goddamn reason for all this racket. It's a raid, sir. Savages. Jim leapt to his feet and ran to the living room, nearly colliding with Sam in the hallway. Sam pushed Jim out of the way and continued back to his room. I'm coming with you. Jim said. Like hell you are. Get back in bed. I don't have time to tell you twice. Sam spun the dials on his safe's thick metal door and yanked it open. He grabbed his gun belt and strapped it around his waist, then removed both six-shot Colt defenders from the shelf and fixed them into the holsters on either hip. Sam scanned the rifles in his cabinet and selected a military-grade anti-personnel rifle. I said to get back in bed. I've got a rifle, too. I want to help. Sam hurried into his boots. Get back in your room now. There was a distant burst of gunfire and Sam held up his hand for silence. Something screeched like a wounded animal. Son of a bitch, Frank, Sam shouted. How'd they make it through the perimeter? No idea, Sheriff, but it sounds like we need to move fast. Something tugged on the corner of Jim's shirt that sent him leaping a foot into the air. Claire looked up at her brother and said, What's happening? Uh, nothing. Get back to bed. Senior Deputy Tom Masters had Sam's destrier ready in the meadow. It's bad, Sam. They're crawling all over. How close? All over. Sam turned to Frank Banner, the deputy standing at his door, and said, Stay here and guard the house. Don't let anything happen to these children, you hear me? Frank opened his mouth to speak, but stopped when he caught the look on Sam's face. He watched the two older men gallop through the tall grass and disappear from view, then took his hat off and wiped his brow. Frank Banner was the youngest part-time deputy on Sam's force, and he was normally assigned to patrol the perimeter and covering the desk overnight. The pay wasn't enough to buy two beers with, but Frank wore his brass star and his lapel all over town like it was woman bait. He looked at Jim and said, Guess that makes two of us left out of the fight, Jim. Where's that gun of yours? In my room? Ever shot anything with it before? A few leapers. One at fifty yards. Is it charged and loaded? What the hell do you think? Frank cocked an eyebrow at the boy and smirked. Well, go get it. I reckon two guns are better than one.